0: That was the Monster final of 1944. I wasn't at it.
1: That <laughs> Most people that went to that game had decided to, to cycle to the final. Imagine if you had to keep to it now. OTB AM live weekday mornings from 7:30 on the OTB Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette, get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.
0: Karen Duggan, uh, we're a little bit uh, behind where we were expecting to be, but nevertheless, good morning to you.
1: Good morning. How are you
0: guys? Thanks for being patient with us. Um, former Ireland international, Koi Gig host, started the Nations League obviously this weekend. Um, feels like there's still obviously that bit of optimism in the air. We've Armenia to kick off, we've Scotland, Ukraine doubleheader. Uh, you would want probably Armenia first to maybe ease things into it. I don't want to um too much. What's a good points haul, Karen, from this cluster of games? Uh, well, based
1: off Stephen Kenny, he wants all, all nine points. I would say that Uh, Two wins and a draw. Um, I mean, Scotland, after the disappointment of not qualifying for the World Cup, a lot of those guys are playing Premier League, probably a little bit more tired than our team, who are uh, largely Championship League One based. So you'd be looking to go and um, capitalise on that. Ukraine is a hard one to call. Um, They played well and they've got some really good quality. And it's whether their concentration is gone from the... Emotion that goes into the World Cup. You could see what that game meant in Hampton Park the other day to them. Um, so how much that takes out of them, we don't know, but I think a point against Ukraine would be good. Um, definitely three points against Armenia and then you'd be hoping to take the scalp of Scotland as well if um, Stephen Kenny is to, to go with the ambitions that he has set out of winning this group.
2: There is a feeling, I think, Karen, that if if you look at Stephen Kenny's like his first whatever year in charge um, and with COVID and all of these things, like so many things conspired against them. I think there's been a swing and I think uh, you could argue that these fixtures are quite nicely aligned for us because Scotland are on a downer. Ukraine have basically other things to be worrying about um, on many levels and I think the Nation League just isn't our priority. If we can win in Armenia tomorrow, you just wonder, like, is it is it kind of, it's, it's almost written in the stars the way the fixtures have aligned. Maybe I'm putting a positive spin in it.
1: No, I'd agree with that. I mean, After the back of the Belgium game, there's momentum there and this is all building towards the twenty twenty four Euro Championships. But the Nations League is also something that's very tangible. It's something that we can win. And um for Ireland is obviously it's been a long time since we've even competed for anything. So that's surely gonna put a pep in the step of a lot of our players the chance to go and, and win something and go back to competing against the top, top nations, which is obviously where we want to be. That's where the excitement in it all is. But um, the excitement has grown in the last 12 months since Stephen Kenny got that first win. Um, I know that that was a long time ago and it wasn't against a massive opposition, but there has been a swing in things. There's been an upward trend. um, Came in for a lot of criticism in the first year, but obviously you saw, like we said, the COVID really um, transpired against some injuries. I think it's good to see... Or I think it's almost a fully fit 27-man squad and, you know, 28 maybe if Josh Cullen is, is back in there, which is another boost. So instead of all the knocks he was getting in the previous year, we're starting to see things maybe turn in his favour. And the way these are set out with Armenia first, obviously it'll be tough in that heat. But you'd be saying, yeah, this is three points to set us on our way for the next three games after
2: that You you mentioned the championship um, and obviously it's it's so relevant our, our lowest ever number in the Premier League of Irish players but Oba Femi's performances in 2022 and obviously the 21s are playing tonight um, and go, get along to Tala if you can but like Oba Femi has barely featured for the 21s obviously there's a bit of controversy over um, his availability and then he was uh, he wanted to mind himself I think when he was called up earlier in the season by Stephen Kenny what do you make of him in terms of his prospects he's lo- unlikely to start tonight or tomorrow rather but like you you do imagine he could have something to say over the next week and a half
1: Yeah, if he's come into this camp with the right attitude Stephen Kenny obviously trusts in him and and backs himself to be a good man-manager there's obviously been questions over maybe was his attitude good and making himself available and things like that but he's brought in the likes of Obafemi and Festi where these questions have Kind of surface the odd time. Um, So Stephen Kenny obviously backs himself as a very good man manager and feels that he can take the form that Obafemi has had in Swansea which I think is something like 11 in 19 since February. We don't have that kind of calibre of striker um, turning things out like that so you can't ignore his form. Um, I'm excited to see him in there. I think he could be a very strong option through the middle. Um, I think he offers what Connolly we thought Connolly would but a bit more um and i think that it also give troy um a, a, a bit of competition there for that playing through the middle spot i think they both probably back themselves for that position maybe we'll see them play together i do like when ireland played the the 352 as opposed to maybe the the 343 three. um but i'm not sure which way they, they'll go against armenia like say i don't know if he will line out against armenia um i would like to see him feature at some point though to see how he is looking in a green
2: shirt again? Because obviously he only has one senior cap, I think. Yeah, and that, that 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 game, that absolute horror show in Denmark. The thing is, Adrian on form, he's by a mile or best option up front. And like Kenny saying, he's effectively a number nine is a complete game changer because that means that he thinks he can be that fulcrum in the attack. And like he's quite uh, entertaining on social media, and um, kind of a bit of a cockney geezer type, like laugh laugh a minute type lad about him. And one of the. The goals I think he he set up this year with what looked an amazing assist. There was a bit of banter on social media. Did you actually mean this or was it just like a bad touch? He's like, yeah, of course I meant it. But the the thing is, he's totally evolved as a player. He looks like a player that is now like, obviously explosive pace and can score. But his general play around the box, he seems to have under Russell Martin, like Ryan Manning and um, Cyrus Christie has just really developed uh, at Swansea.
0: Yeah and uh i mean yeah. i think every every footballer says that don't they yeah. that mental, <laughs> um, and i obviously- Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ida being out as well makes him more important. Robinson obviously has done his bit up front as well. Josh Cullen, Karen, and the the sort of mad story about him this week, he was out and then he's back in again and like some sort of administrative error on the FIFA side, they mixed up the two yellow cards against different games against Luxembourg as being in the same game, thought it was a red, suspended him, realised the error of the ways and he's back in. That's the short story in a a breath. But it did bring to sort of even looking at it yesterday before all this got confirmed about what the midfield makeup would look like. It was all with this caveat, well with Cullen out. He's become very important um to us. What what are the standout traits that you see of Josh Cullen and why he's so important out to the Stephen Kenny team?
1: Well, as well as having the kind of he he's a very honest player, obviously we know that, but we have a lot of honest players in the Irish squad what he brings is a little bit more calm he's willing to put his foot on the ball um, the angles that he makes are are important particularly for those wing back positions because often you can get isolated out playing with one person on the wing so he does make his way kind of he is that fulcrum in between um, the, the three at the back and those wing backs which I think is is really important to our game if we are to get higher up the pitch because we do want our wing backs being in the five in midfield as opposed to a five at the back so I think that he's really important just as that focal point to not only distract opposition kind of Make space. I think that's an underrated part of the defensive midfielder's game is the fact that they make space for the higher players to to get on the ball and do what they need to do. So um, I think his game intelligence is, is really, really good. Um, and he has that a little bit more experience than some of the other younger lads who he has been playing in midfield with. And um, he's gotten a lot of praise from company, um, which is obviously very, very high praise. So, yeah, I'm a big fan of Emmanuel. I think he was a player that we definitely... Needed to develop into that role, and I think he's
0: nailed it down now. Like, where do you go after that then? Because like the conversation prior to that was okay, it'll be Hendrik and Howerton probably, depending on how uh, maybe adventurous um, Kenny was. So, what what is the makeup of that? Um, I don't know. Let's call it, if if it is a midfield three, or um, what, how do you see that playing out, and who do you think will be in there now?
1: Um, yeah, that's it's it's hard one to know. Um, Hendrik and Herrera on their day as ball-playing midfielders, um, absolutely you'd you'd probably um, want to put them in there. Um, but then again, who, who am I thinking of? The Derby player who's, who's been put on right wing. Um, knight
0: is it? Yeah. Knight.
1: Yeah. So it depends on energy as well because. There are two very different players tonight. Knight brings a lot more energy. We've seen him deployed in loads of different um, areas, and he's had a really good season again for Derby. Played a lot of minutes, but always seems to have that fire. Um, in terms of ball play, you would like maybe the pace to come from the wider areas. Um, he has obviously brought in a lot of pace. He's got Ogbeni uh, there. He's brought in Hamilton. He wants to use those wide positions as. Where he's going to have his pace, maybe Obafemi up front. Um, so if he's thinking of counter attack, he'll utilise all his pace and his energy in the wide areas. But um, if he's feeling like we might need to press from the midfield, then Knight might get the nod over um, Powerham. Well, I would on, think, Just if he's looking for a bit more energy in that central area.
2: On that as well, Karnak, like, and he kind of references in his um, in the pre-match where he's on about like you know adapting to what's happening on the pitch. We have a really good squad now. We really do. Like if you even if bringing Festy off the bench would be an absolute nightmare for a left back who's, who might be tired having Mark Dog Benny, for example. Like Festy's um, pace, you, it's, you'd have to. I haven't seen him play live, but oh my god, the speed that he has! And then like we we suddenly we actually do have options to change things up. Which I mean, we were bemoaning our lack of attacking options, but for, for me now, we've we've actually a lot of means of changing the game um, and bringing on different types of players in midfield and up
1: front. Yeah, and even the likes of Christie coming back mm. in, he's another option in, as a fullback. Again, he's a kind of a powerful runner with the ball, and you can have McLean in a deeper area, or you can put him higher up. So again, it's options. We can tire teams down and then change it, which is really good. And you've got Robinson then as well. He's got a lot of energy. So that's, that's the biggest thing. Um, and I think, was it Stephen said during the week, like he's obviously been out with injury and he's come back into the squad now. And he's noticed the, the strength in depth. This time last year, we were really talking, oh, well, what are our options? We're still looking to McLean. We're still looking for a set piece. Um, and that narrative has changed a little bit. And I think it is because he's bringing in the likes of Ogbené, who he seems to just get the best out of. So you're hoping that maybe he'll also get the best out of someone like Festy. Um, obviously, he's just had that Udinese kind of contract. We don't know how that will work out mm. for him, but... Again, it's it's a he's an exciting prospect if you can get the best out of him. Um, and Kenny has said he does see him as a, a higher player, so he's looking to attack. He's looking to get goals in this tournament. And now looking with the likes of Femi being brought in. You feel a little bit more confident that we can get goals, that we're not just going to be relying on Duffy at the back post and, and in the yeah. 90th
2: minute. And you just feel that the Irish players, like this could be um, another tournament, this could be like a real, oh, just for it to be on holidays now, you know, like why, why, why do we need to do this? And going into a regimes where there are probably factions, some people not happy with the coaches, you just feel that everyone's happy to be there.
0: Mm.
1: And That's one good thing, I suppose, about mm-hmm. us not being Premier League, uh, yeah. Champions League players—that they've had their week in Santorini <laughs> or whatever. Quiven so. Kelleher is probably like, "Oh moment.
2: God, you know, do I need to be here? Yeah. Like, we're just, you know, But uh, obviously, he's not. But uh, yeah, it's, just, it's a valid point.
0: The, the, and like one of the players that we know a lot about, obviously, Seamus Coleman. There was a clip from doing the rounds yesterday on social media that had come from the FAI channels where he was on the sideline. Karen, and he was he was shouting in encouragement. He was cajoling some of the players. Uh, he was acting a bit like a manager on the sideline. He, he was even standing a bit like a manager, I thought. And if ever there was somebody that's absolutely destined to be on the sideline in, uh, whenever he retires, it's him. But like, given the end of the season for him at a club level, like, uh, I mean, it's been a long season and he's not getting any younger, but he could be almost reinvigorated by how Everton's season um, played out in the end.
1: Yeah, the last few performances he's had for Ireland, he has kind of brought... I don't know where he's mustered the energy from, but I think he does see his role as that kind of person that people look up to on the team now. He's become a talisman um, and he's always been that kind of player that's honest and will give 100% no matter what. And yeah, he's getting older, but that's not going to change his attitude. And I think that that's exactly what the younger people, the likes of Ogfemi and Festi, need to see. Um, I think that he's so important to the squad that you'd have him there up to Euro 2024 even as maybe like an influence from the sideline. Mm. Um, We'll wait and see how the other players develop around him. But he's still got the class to play in the Premiership and we don't have that many people who do have that. So um, he's a credit to himself and the shape he's kept himself in and the attitude he's maintained over the year. But you would forgive him for being the only player maybe who after such an emotionally... Draining season might just need a little bit of a break um, and maybe his role for some of these games will be on the sideline and, and doing an encouragement. Yeah. When you do have the like the Christie, who can come in and is that little bit younger and
2: can play. I think yeah, Karen. Like Karen's right to mention Chris, he hasn't been mentioned that much. I I've i watched a fair bit of Swansea because of the Irish influence, and he's he's playing well. Like he's a good season, and he's he's very very comfortable. And I think Coleman's days as a right wing back are numbered. He just you you can't have a right wing back in the Kenny team the way we want to play. Who's just like obviously getting a bit slower um, at that age. And I think if Coleman if Coleman's future in Ireland. We'll be coaching down the line, but right now we'll be playing right of a three um, very, very soon because I don't think he's the pace for that job anymore.
0: I won't have a bad word said about Seamus Cole. No, he's a the, top, top lad. Yeah, top uh, lad. Karen, before we let you wait, the, the confirmation this week of the Philippines game and international friendly uh, in a couple of weeks' time, obviously during that training camp in Turkey for Vera Powell's team. With your your sense of the importance of a preparation game like that, and the 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 camp abroad almost as much as anything else in terms of the overall development of that squad.
1: Um, I, I'm not sure, to be honest. Like, I mean, that's really leading up to the the Georgia game, and again, the girls have had um, a long season. I would, I don't know if even a game is necessary. I suppose it is, but that camp will be very much looking towards the the Slovakia game. I would think that like, that's the real big one that they need to get over the line, Um, obviously having drop points to them. So I would hope that their preparations, Ireland will beat Georgia in the next game. That's a a given. Um, But I would hope that all those preparations and the way that we line up against in the friendly will all be focused on the Slovakia game. So um, it's always great to have contact time with players. Um, The girls all are really bought into this. They're on a high ebb, particularly after... A historic result um, against Sweden so um, it's been a while since that so it's brilliant in terms of getting them together earlier uh, and getting more contact time with them um, the friendly it doesn't mean that much only that it's a chance for them to implement their game plan for what they will do against Slovakia but um, I'm sure they're all really looking forward to it and again there's just a really really good feeling around the squad um, for the Ireland men's team it's, it's development to a different style of play for the Irish women's team it's development to finally maybe make that major tournament which we've never done so um, it's just an exciting time to be a fan mm. uh, more than anything and it's been a, a good while since we've felt that way um, so I'm looking forward to, to seeing how they get on just yeah. for that reason
0: 20 yeah, 21s, come, the women's and the senior team all in a yeah, very good place Yeah, and having come so close obviously over the previous campaigns we have to get there now Karen, fair play thanks a million. Thanks guys OTB
1: AM with Gillette Get into your flow with the new Gillette Lobs Razor with exfoliating bar.